welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Natasha. And my name is Danny. I don't know if you can hear it, but we're tearing the roof off this place. Yeah, that's right. We're getting a new roof. Super awesome. But before we dive into today's service, we do have a couple of announcements. Starting with our K through fifth grade is now available for RCC kids. We are offering it during our 1030 service. So if you choose to worship with us in person, know that that is available. Also, our blessings bingo is happening. If you want more details about that, there'll be a link in the description box below. Oh yeah, I'm starting to fill out my bingo card. Me too. about you? Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Last announcement before we dive in is Student Life has been rocking and rolling since January. It's been amazing to see these students ask questions and engage their faith. And we're continuing that right into the summer with camp at Expeditions Unlimited. If you want more information about that, you can reach out to me. We'll put Danny's email in the description box below. Also, don't forget, you can follow along with the sermon on rccsunday.com by clicking today's bulletin and fill out a red card. We'd love to hear from you. Welcome to RCC at Home. My name is Mike and I'm one of the pastors at RCC. And if you haven't been with us recently, you need to know that we've just begun an exciting and life-changing series that we're calling 30 Days to Live. And today, we're going to examine how to live passionately. We can be passionate about all kinds of things in life, right? Like, like for me, I'm passionate about pie. I love pie like nobody else. I'm passionate about basketball. I'm passionate about bass fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about giving sermons. Actually, when the church first started, that was the thing I was most concerned of. 19 years ago, when we were planning to start the church, I was so nervous to speak every single Sunday. There's so many great speakers out there with so many different styles. I, I really didn't know how to do it right. I had been a teacher and I knew how to teach in a classroom, but giving a sermon is so much different. And I remember my wife giving me maybe the best advice I've ever received in my life when she said, it, it doesn't matter your speaking style. No one cares about your style. You just need to be passionate about what you're actually teaching. And that's something I've lived with now for almost 19 years. I, I love teaching here at RCC, and I'm definitely passionate about sharing God's word with you. Actually, nothing great ever happens without passion. The driving force behind all great art, all great literature, all great drama. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's great drama, but all great drama, all great architecture. Passion is behind all great music. You know, if you've been here for a while, Whitney Houston is, is my favorite singer of all time, and there's so much passion in her music. Passion is what makes things great. Passion propels athletes to break records. Passion pushes scientists to discover new, cure, to discover new cures for diseases. Passion is what gives life, the kind of life you were meant to live. So let's look today at our very first verse. It's from the book of Mark in the Bible. It's chapter 12, verse 30. This is what it says. So love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence and energy. God. 
God wants you to love him with passion. God wants you to live a life of passion. God created you to be a passionate person. You may be extroverted or you may be introverted. It doesn't really matter. God created every one of us to be passionate people. But the problem is, life just tends to beat the passion right out of you. The problems and the pressures and the stresses of life sort of drain the passion right out of our lives. But God still wants us to be passionate people. Now, for me, I have to admit that that's not always easy for me. There's, there's so many things that crowd into my life that threaten to steal my passion for life. And the most difficult battle in that war for me is getting an overcrowded schedule. Maybe you struggle with that too. As, as you're listening right now, do you struggle with that? Are you struggling with that right now? Like, like you don't even have enough time to get everything done by the end of the day. How many of you are just too tired to even think about that right now? I confess, sometimes I quit living passionately and I just start existing. And this might actually be the greatest sin in our entire church family. A life without passion. No longer living, just existing. Now the reason why that's a sin is because it keeps us from being close to Jesus. That's why we've started this new series that we're calling 30 Days to Live. If you really live your life as though you only had a month to live, you would rediscover your passion for life and for faith. If you want to live a life with a passionate faith, check this story out with me. It's in, it's in Luke chapter 5. And what we find is Jesus in the middle of a packed house with people everywhere. Yet the one, the person who needed Jesus the most couldn't get close to him. So let's read from the beginning of the story. It's, it's in Luke chapter 5. This is what it says. Some men came carrying a paralytic on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. I love seeing the focus and the determination and the intentionality of these guys. I mean, nothing was going to stop them from reaching their goal of getting their friend to Jesus. The crowd will keep you from Jesus. A crowded life will keep you from Jesus. If you want to recapture your passion in life and in your faith, I want to challenge you to stop and do the same two things these guys did to break through your crowds. The first is this to do something drastic. These guys did. As the story continues, in verse 19, it says, When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. The crowd was keeping them from Jesus. So they did something drastic. They tore a hole in the roof. I mean, picture it. It must have been crazy, right? Like you're sitting in a packed room with Jesus, and all of a sudden things are falling from the ceiling as they tear a hole in the roof? That's drastic. Even, even today, it's going on here at church. It's drastic. They're, they're, they're putting on a new roof, and they're finding holes in the old roof. It's a drastic action. But whenever your life gets overcrowded, you can't just do a couple of little things and expect, and expect your life to change. 
you can't just make two or three little alterations in your schedule and expect everything to be different. It just doesn't work that way. You've got to stop and do something drastic because we naturally gravitate to an overloaded lifestyle. Today, today I, I could teach you today some time management principles. We all need that. But really, our problem isn't time management. Our problem is life management. And I want to challenge you to ask yourself a drastic question every day to really get down to the root of the problem. Here's the question. If you knew you had one month to live, how would you live your life? Because if you live the next 30 days as if they were your last, I think you'd know how to really live. When you start asking that drastic question, the first thing that happens is you realize what's important. That's exactly what happened to these friends. They realized what was important. They knew it was their last chance to get their friend to Jesus to be healed, that they'd probably never get another chance, and that their time was limited. When you know your time is limited, you immediately realize what's important. They did whatever it took and tore a hole through a roof to get their friend to Jesus. Now, I'm sure while they were tearing that hole in the roof, they weren't thinking about, oh, well, who's going to pay for this someday? They didn't really care because it was just a roof. And so many of us get stuck on that roof. We worry about all this stuff that's just not going to last. The more stuff you have, the more you have to worry about. We focus on all these things that don't really matter. They won't even last five years from now, much less for all eternity. You've got to be willing to do something drastic to get out of this crowded lifestyle to live passionately. Then, there's one more thing. The second thing you have to do if you're going to start living this 30 days to live lifestyle is this. You have to remove your obstacles to it. You decide what's important and then you cut out everything else. These guys in our passage today, they removed the roof. That was an obstacle. And they removed it to reach their goal. We need to be that drastic in our own lives in removing obstacles. I mentioned earlier that, that I have this passion for fishing. When I first started fishing, I, I wanted to be a really good bass tournament angler. But I was also passionate about golf at that time, and I was a really a pretty decent golfer. And I realized I just couldn't do both. They're both in summer. I have a life and a family and a job and all that stuff. I couldn't be good at both. So I had to cut out golf to be able to focus on fishing to get good at that. It was just a life choice, and that only involved hobbies. In, in a much more important way, I told you I had a passion for basketball. I used to be a college basketball coach. I, I, I had a, a, a just an amazing opportunity to take another job, like a, a giant promotion in the basketball world. And it was about the same time that I became a Christian. And I realized that God was calling me to something else. And I need to study for it, and I need to prepare for it, and I need to have time for it. So I just, I just told God that I was going to take a break from basketball to be able to focus on my passion for him. It was tough. Taking basketball coaching out of my life is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. It was not easy at all. It was a struggle. But when you realize what's most important to you, then you remove all the obstacles to it, sometimes even things that you really like. Now, look at these guys. Look at the story of these guys, the results for these guys in this story. Look at what, what, what their results are when they do these two things to get to Jesus. We're back in the book of Luke. Still in chapter 5. Look at what happens here. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. He said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. Immediately, 
he stood up in front of them, took what, had been, what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, We have seen remarkable things today. Wouldn't it be awesome? Wouldn't it be remarkable if all of us could, by the end of the day, decide we're going to focus on the things that count, on what's most important to us, on things that matter, on our faith, that we're going to have the same kind of passion and intentionality in our lives that we see in this passage. The way this passage ends with the words, we've seen remarkable things today, makes me think, what would it take? What would it take for all of us to go home saying that we've seen remarkable things today? These guys got creative and they went through a roof. When they lowered their friend down right in front of Jesus, Jesus blessed and healed him. Then the paralyzed man got up and walked away. Jesus saw their faith. Jesus saw their passion. What does he see in you? What does Jesus see in you? Does your faith reveal any passion for life? Does your life reveal any passionate faith? For a couple weeks now, we've challenged you, we've encouraged you to, to do something we've called Blessings Bingo. If you haven't gotten one of these, Look at the link, click the link and download one and, and do it with us if this is your first time hearing about it. The deal is this, there's, there's all these ways that we can bless other people, to have a passionate faith, to bless others. And, and, and throughout the next couple of weeks, we're going to continue our game of blessings, bingo. For me, I've been doing it for a couple of weeks now and I have a whole bunch of boxes checked off, but I don't have a bingo yet. Maybe you're kind of in the same boat. Don't stop. Continue to bless others with your passionate faith. You have to realize something. You have to realize something. This, right now, this is our life. This is your life. This is it. What we're living right now, this is it. This is our life. In the opening sermon in this series, I talked about the dash. I talked about on a tombstone, there's a name and there's dates and there's a dash in between and that dash represents your whole life. This is your dash. This is it. And in this dash, you and I, we can't fall into an old habit pattern and say, well, you know, when things slow down, I'll get around to the important stuff. If we're not doing the important things right now, we're never going to get to them. You know that inside. You can live passionately. That's the kind of lifestyle that you can live. A life of complete fullness and peace, not crowded and rushed and hurried and always scared that you're missing out on something. Maybe today you feel like your, your life has, has become crowded and so crowded and, and rushed that you can't even remember what's important anymore or why you're even living. You've lost your passion for it. Don't continue to live like that. It's not what God wants for you. He has a better way and a better plan. And now as I close, I'm going to ask him to, to, to help me continue to see his plan in my life and help me to be obedient enough to follow it, to have enough faith to trust him. If your desire is to obey God, if your desire is for more faith, a faith that changes your life, pray along with me and we'll ask God together. Dear Lord, thank you for being passionate about us. Thank you for wanting us to be passionate about you. God, sometimes life sort of beats it out of us. So we ask you, Lord, to help us remember what's most important to us. Lord, help us to live a life of passion with a passionate faith. Please bless us in this way because we do love you 
and we do trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, RCC family, there's this word we like to use when we're in a church or when we're watching a service. That word is, is worship. And we're not always on exactly the same page for what that word means. If you look up worship in the dictionary, you'll see words like adore or revere or honor. We can worship lots of things in lots of ways. And if you want to know what you worship, it's actually pretty easy. You can look at your calendar or you can look at your pocketbook or I guess now your checking account or credit card statement, any of those things will tell you what you worship. This is actually one of the reasons that we gather for a worship service. It's an hour of our lives each week that we give to God or 30 minutes for an online service. When you worship God with your money, it's an act of telling God that we trust him and, and place him in the most important position in our lives. As you worship here at RCC with your time and with your attention and your voice, we encourage you to also worship by trusting God with your finances by giving. You can give by simply going to rccsunday.com and, and clicking on the give, giving button and it walks you through all the steps. It's so good to be worth worshiping with you today. Happy Sunday or whatever day you're tuning in for this.